welcome back to Keep Your Torch Lit and welcome to the first episode of season six. My name is Sarah X and, and we also my have- My name is Sam Morris. Unfortunately, Jack could not make it today. I know you're probably wondering why do we look a little bit different? I mean, for me personally, my placement on season five just kind of changed me a little bit. You know, it does, Survivor Michigan does things to you, but we still, we made it through and yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. We are the new hosts of KYTL for Generation yeah! 2. Yes. Okay, let's let's do a little name change real quick. Name change. Yes. I know you guys we got you. You really thought it was Sarah and Jack or Sarah and Sam. <laughs> you really thought. We mm-hmm. we didn't say anything on <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, I want to say like Twitter slash X, but like, no, we didn't say anything on Twitter, right? <laughs> okay, so yes, um, we can give ourselves a little introduction. My name is Roger. I am a junior at Michigan. I played Survivor Michigan season eight and I'm currently an exec member on Fraud. And I'm super excited about season six. I came to Michigan during season eight when I was a freshman, so I was not here for season six, so the information I know is quite limited, and I'm really excited to watch it with all of you. Yeah, I'm Sophia. I'm also a junior right now at Michigan. Uh, I played on season nine of Survivor Michigan. Um, Like Roger, I was a freshman when I played uh, season nine, so I have very little information about season six, so this is very much going to be like first impressions, where we think things are going. Um, And we'll definitely be able to give insider tips um, through our alumni connections and such. But yeah, I mean, this is super fun. Um, And we're very excited to be here. And I hope you guys are too. The format might be a little different. There might be, um, you know, we'll try to do, we'll try to still do the um, boot interviews you know, we might not get everybody, but we're going to try our best. And then, you know, we might throw in our own little segments here and there. But for the most part, it's still KYTL. And do not worry, Sam, Jack, and Sarah will be back at some point. We're not just going to desert you guys. And we might have other special guests. Maybe some you know, maybe some you don't. We'll see. You never know who you're going to get. But you always know you're going to be stuck with me and Roger. <laughs> yep, we are here until <laughs> 10 comes out in 10 years. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, season ten. Yeah. That will. Well, right now we're talking about season six, right. and season six is an exciting one. Starting a new generation. We have a whole. There's twenty people. Whole new 20 cast. People. Twenty characters. First Survivor Michigan season with twenty people, I believe. Yeah, I think everyone mm-hmm. else has been twenty-one or eighteen. So. Yeah. Switching up the numbers, which is super fun. Um, going down the line, I mean, the person that stood out, obviously, I think we got to talk about prod, like, you know <laughs> it's we, hard you to know avoid. We got, well, no, you know what we need to start off with? This is what? Brady's first season hosting an all newbie season. Yes, Brady! And I, I mean, we can obviously talk about it later, but I think he did a great job. He's such a natural host and like, you know, just as good as Cooper and George, love them as hosts, but 
Brady just did a super good job. And I'm like, I'm excited to see how he interacts with new people. I think when you host with old people, there's a lot to go back or there's a lot to go off of. You already have all the background knowledge of them. And like, you know, there's so much lore already built in where when you have new players, you are given a blank slate. And I think Brady, I'm so excited to see what Brady does with this. Oh, I'm excited too. Brady's great. Very close friend of ours. Um, I first thing, my first note of the season was host Brady is back. Um, I'm excited to see what quips he has. He had a lot of good things to say in all stars. Um, and I just, I think it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not mean to cut you off, Sophia, about your wow. first point. Fake. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to let you know now. Roger and I are, are we're very sassy <laughs> towards each other. So that's. I mean, normal. I'm sassy towards everybody. But yeah. Specifically, Sophia. Like, <laughs> we're sassy and that's okay. That's okay. It's just, it's just, it's just our bit. It is a bit. It's a great bit. Mm, great bit. Great bit. Um, speaking of bits, uh, I think we need to t- talk about our dear editor, uh, Ian Harris. Um, <laughs> he is one of the great characters of season six, and he gets introduced. Mm-hmm. I think it's if I think we'll learn a lot more about the about Ian's character throughout this season. We saw him a lot, obviously, for All Stars, and just his introduction was so ian like uh yeah when he when ian walked in and was like is this for survivor i was like (laughs) (laughs) and it was i think it was matt israel behind the camera and yeah like and ian's like hi i'm ian and i'm just it was so i like could not i i was i was not it was very funny i Um, think it was the perfect introduction for ian yeah and ian's interesting because like he i think like he is a big part of survivor michigan but because he's behind the scenes not everyone really knows ian that well i think he did he put himself out there a lot for the all-stars production in terms of like the marketing of it and stuff but a casual fan might have zero idea who ian is and i think this is a great introduction for people that have no idea who he is and a great introduction for people who like know the amount of work he put in for seasons two three four and five yeah, I think it's all around really good. Um, I think it's more fun too for like the hardcore fans. It's like jokes that they'll get. And don't worry, mm-hmm. we'll let you in on our hardcore joke lore, Easter eggs lore. Um, but okay, one thing I wanted to say, I don't know if this was like a bit for Ian, but he said that the first thing he said when he walked in was like, Is this for Survivor Michigan? Sorry, I was just at mock trial practice. And <laughs> First of all, I was so unsure if that was a bit or not. And second, why would you say you're in mock trial when you're going That's to join Survivor? That's such a good point. I think like, like <laughs> mock trial people are very good at speaking, and like yes, it's it's not it's like I I think there are certain things that people lie about in Survivor, in both real Survivor and called Survivor, that are stupid lying about mock trial is not one of those things like you should lie about that like i guess the problem with lying about like being in a club is if someone else like is in that club or knows someone in that club or knows someone else in that club then you're fucked and i think like 
that is a reason to maybe tell the truth. And I think we can get into this later, but that I think Ian almost has like the like two opposite problems. He's telling the truth about mock trial, but then like lying about being on Survivor Prod, where yeah. people might be able to figure that out. Yeah, and but, they do. But, yeah. Short, like long story short, lying about things is you have to be very careful with what you lie about, and if you do, you kind of have to commit to it because the moment you break is like people are like gonna be way they're gonna be so aware of the fact that you mm-hmm. tried to lie and then didn't even follow through. Yeah, yeah, which is like why I think Katie, like another uh, old prod member playing for her the first time, is. She's very much like, yeah, I'm not going to lie about it. Um, Like, people are going to find out, but I'm just going to downplay it mm-hmm. so that it's not like, like, it was a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we know, like, she was super involved on Prod. We saw her a lot, like, popping in and out of scenes in season five and super close with, like, Ian and Cooper and that whole group. So it's just, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. What I find interesting is you would think if Katie and Ian were like super close, they would have like coordinated what they were going to lie about or like <laughs> maybe like so, figured something yeah. out. But th- there was a, like, we're already getting way into the like middle of the episode. But there was a part where like Ian was like, yeah, no, I'm not telling anyone about anything. And you could fuck this up for me, Katie. It was like. <laughs> First of all, like they said, they were like been best friends since freshman year. You think like they pro I they sh- for sure like knew that they were playing together. I think if like you need to use that to your advantage and come up with like a story that you're gonna tell. Yeah, that's that's how someone unknowing that they're going into a Survivor game would do college Survivor. Right, because like that that's the thing like. Um, this season in particular, there are four people that ha- were on production in some way. And as the episode clearly states, like they knew that they were playing. George and Katie mm. found out that they were going to be playing together. I'm sure Katie and Cooper or Katie and Ian knew that they were going to be playing together. And there's also Noah, and like Noah was on prod for season five as well. So I have to think that there was like some communication, but clearly not enough. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't I wonder maybe they'll go into it in like later episode or something, mm. but they <laughs> they're portrayed as very much like all on different pages right now and yeah um very much it's like we're just gonna see how it goes. Um mm. which I guess that's how it'll be. Um I mean- yeah. While we're on the topic, let's just go through the other pod members. So then we can give the spotlight to everyone else that like people yes. might have like zero idea about. So I think if we're gonna talk about Ian, we have to talk about George. Yeah. <laughs> George is like the founder or the co-founder of Survivor Michigan, like the host of the first season of Survivor Michigan. And if you are playing Survivor Michigan, one thing to do would be like, hey, let me watch Survivor Michigan. So every single person is coming in, probably knowing who he is. And if they don't, they're going to find out 
Like, there's Eventually. no way to hide that. That and that's the one thing. Like, the juxtaposition of Ian like completely like saying nothing about what he's doing, and then George like pretty much having to tell everyone everything is really funny. But for George, it makes the most sense. Like, if you come in and you you just like pretend like it's not a thing someone's gonna find out clearly people knew taylor the survivor michigan super fan immediately was like you're the host of survivor michigan like that's not something you can hide and i think george does a good job of being upfront about it and from what we can tell like people didn't seem super worried about it no which i was shocked about like i mm-hmm. definitely respect george to like and it's like a move he had to make like he had to tell people because it's so like out of his control of how people mm. find out so i think it's definitely good for him to like just be right. like hey i was the host but it's been a while so like i'm still open to anything and like that doesn't mean mm. like stuff um but i'm also shocked that people were like so like oh yeah he hosted all right well and i'm like <laughs> whoa Mm -hmm. whoa i would have been like okay he hosted so he kind of knows the vibes he created the club like we should like take a step back and think about that but also like he was upfront about it so that'll Mm -hmm. gain me back a little bit but i'm not all the way there there were some people that were like all right george train and i'm like okay guys i mean so if i'm if i'm playing survivor michigan and i walk in and i see george the first thing i'm gonna think is wow this man is going to be a massive threat in the end game like there is a zero percent chance people are going to want to take him to the end so he is a good person to take far and i like obviously we only had the first episode so and we also didn't see like that much from the obsidian tribe but i have to think that a lot of these people like realize that he's going to be a big threat and want to use him for that advantage and yeah. also, like, I think when you're coming into Survivor, having someone that, like, n- knows what they're doing does kind of, like, alleviate the stress of playing. So by keeping that person in and kind of, like, going under his wing, you are taking a lot of stress off yourself. And you kind of have, like, a little guide to help you throughout the game. And I yeah. see why people would want to do that. The question is, how long will people do that for? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Um, and not to get too meta, but George is editing this season. So I'm I'm very curious on how he's going to portray himself. Obviously, like, it's difficult to change the entire narrative, but, like, he... You can still, like... <laughs> he can, we love you, George, But, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, like... I would say I have been watching Survivor Michigan like before I even came here. I was a huge fan. I watched the first season in like 10th grade. Didn't even know I was going to go to Michigan. But I was just like, this is so cool. So when I found out George was playing season six, I was the super fan in me was like so excited. And I'm just really excited to get to watch George play the game. Yeah, I also not before I went to college, but like right before I got to Michigan, I watched all four seasons that were out of Survivor Michigan. And I was like, whoa, this is so sick. Um, Like you can do this at school. So I like to be a self-proclaimed 
Survivor Michigan fan before I was a Survivor CBS fan. Um, so yeah, if I was going into playing season six, just watched all four seasons. Obviously, Cooper's the host for most of those, and you'd be like, <laughs> Oh, they brought the old guy. Um and <laughs> I'd still be like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I I mean, also the just starting a survivor season is very like overwhelming. So just like yeah. adding new like layers to that is is like you it's like not being it's like star being starstruck like uh even if it's a small level of it it's still like oh my god this is a whole mm-hmm. new layer to this um I, and as a sorry okay as a like new player coming in how do you deal with like people on prod playing because like when i played my season that there was never like a thought of that even being a possibility and like it's definitely like a weird thing to deal with. I mean, obviously people are like Facebook stalking and able to find that out, but it's like, I mean, people, is it an inherent advantage to be on prod? Um, I don't think so because I think being on prod and playing are so different. Obviously mm-hmm. I think what's nerve wracking is that when you go into like college survivor as a player and you don't really understand how the club works from the production side, it's like, you feel like they have an advantage because they know production. Um, when inherently that shouldn't change anything about how the game is run. Because if like the production, if the prod team is fair, they're going to make, like every challenge like equally feasible for both tribes or for every individual that's true um but <clears throat> i think it's yeah and i don't know where my sentence is going but as a newer player i would be scared of the prod of the old prod members because they do mm-hmm. have some sort of like idea of what's going on like yeah, obviously the people, people that are so upfront about it yeah, and like obviously you can watch Survivor CBS and like watch people on the island do challenges, do strategy, but College Survivor is just like a whole new level because there's so much more time between things. Um yeah. and yeah. Okay, so we talked about Ian and George, who are like probably the big names of this season just because you host and editor, but let's not forget about Katie and Noah. I think we can start with Katie. I definitely, I loved Katie in this episode. She definitely did not get that much screen time, but she actually, no, she got a good amount. She got a whole segment about her. In fact, yeah. she was the one who narrated, like, basically, like, these are the people that were on prod that are playing. And I thought that was really nice to see from her perspective. And she seems to be the most connected with all of them. She's obviously friends with Cooper, or with Ian. I keep, I keep mixing them up. She's obviously <laughs> friends with Ian. <laughs> Um, she was on prod for season five with Noah, and obviously we'll get to it later, but her and George oh, <laughs> didn't explicitly say anything. But they George don't. did say George said to imagine it. Katie said not to imagine it. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I'm excited to see how Katie does. Um She's great. Her, uh, she's she's so goofy. She's so funny. Um, I just love her. 
I don't know what else to say. She's great. <laughs> She's great. I think she had she had a really good showing this episode. She's very aware of the fact that she's on prod, but did not lie about it, unlike Ian, which I think, personally, I think is the right call. Obviously, people are going to be weary. They're going to assume that Katie, George, Noah, and Ian, if they find out that they were on prod, are going to be working together. But I think it's worth the risk only because once people find out, you gain, you basically have no credibility if you lied yeah. about it. Whereas if you tell the truth, then you don't have to worry about losing that credibility at like a random part of the season. And being able to control the narrative, I think, is why telling the truth about something like that is a good decision, at least in this circumstance, especially for Katie. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. I think that is just a good idea across the board for the prod um, members. So we'll see how Ian yeah. digs his own grave in the next episode, I guess. <laughs> Somehow got out of it for um, this first one, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. Uh, I think Sorry. we should talk about Noah. Yes, fan um, favorite Noah. We know how fan? much the fan the fans already love Noah. We got a lot of Noah today in this episode. Yeah. Like I I mean like I think Noah was like at least on my notes he was like probably like one of the first people that like was even on the screen at all. Yeah. Um he I think he was like the second person to arrive maybe even the first i think he might have been first yeah no it was but, him him and abby i think were the first two people to show up okay yeah um he seems really he seems great um mm -hmm. i was very like nonchalant very chill but like you can tell that like he's here to play and i'm yeah. really excited to see how he plays i do know that like you know there was a little controversy with something he might have done at all stars but let's think about it like this. Any publicity is good publicity. You already know who is <laughs> Nate. You already know who he is. So that's I, true. and like, you know, things happen. Obviously, what he did in All Stars was not intentional. It ended up, you know, working itself out a little bit, I guess. And I I like, you know, you can choose to like him or hate him, but I personally am really excited to see Noah actually get to play the game. And I hope that he can win people over. Yeah. And he's just, he's, he's really well-spoken. I feel like uh -huh. um, his conversations and his confessionals were really good in my opinion. Um, and I feel like out of all of the, of the four prod, he's like the one with quote unquote, the least experience. Cause he mm -hmm. only did the season prior. Um, and also, it was an all-star season, which is so much different than a newbie season. Right. Um, and so I think it's like he's like more on an even plane. Not to say that pro the proud people have an advantage, but like if you are in that mindset that the production people are have a greater target to begin with, I feel like yeah. his isn't as great in the sense that he's never been a part of a newbie season. Agreed. Okay, um, now that we got the, you know, the prod people out of the way, let's talk about everyone else because this cast is stacked. So actually, good. It's so go, good. We'll, we'll go over, like, a few of the people that they show before the challenge, and then we'll get to the challenge. And then, obviously, mm -hmm. I think we see a lot more of specifically Sokka once Sokka loses. 
but there's some good people on Obsidian too. I one more thing I do want to talk about is I do find it interesting that George and Katie are on the same tribe. Yeah. I think I think it shows that Katie is very connected. Like obviously Katie and Ian are really close friends. It sounds like Katie and Noah like are pretty close as well. Mm-hmm. I do find it interesting that they put George and Katie on the same tribe. Yeah. But I'm also really interested to see how that plays out. Putting yeah, a, I- a, a, a couple on a tribe together is definitely it's interesting because they are they have a person that like is probably like a guaranteed ally. But also if you put them on other tribes, then you you know you risk them sharing everything and just leading to a complete domination that way. So I I honestly think it makes sense to put them on the same tribe. I'm I'm excited to see how that happens. And George and Katie are both like they love Survivor. I'm yeah. really excited to see like will they turn on each other? Will they even get the opportunity to? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Because, like, even, like, think about, like, if George and Katie were not on the same tribe to begin with. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the chaos of, like, all of the Sokka information, like, or the Obsidian, like, leaking to the other side right. so early. Um, Definitely think it was good and very excited to see how, like, the Obsidian, outside of just George and Katie, I feel like Obsidian as a tribe mm-hmm. is so strong. Like, yeah. you just have such good people. Like, I feel like we didn't see a lot of them, but, like, T-Rex and Justin and Jack. Um, oh, T-Rex. I can't wait to talk about this. T-Rex. Uh, can we just talk <laughs> about T-Rex? Let's talk First about all, T-Rex. His name is T-Rex. Like, that's so cool. I'm sorry, but if I'm playing Survivor and I see a man named T-Rex, like, immediate number one ally. Like, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, also, only has watched French Survivor. That's iconic. I'm, like, really interested to see how he is going to be able to, like, maneuver through the game. Because, like, I think you have, you know, people that play Survivor Michigan that, like, don't know what Survivor is at all. And sometimes they pick up the game, sometimes they don't. This is an interesting case where, like, he's, he's watched Survivor. But it's a completely, like, different version, a completely different game. I, like, don't know a lot about French Survivor, but I do know that, like, it definitely is not, like, viewed the same as U.S. Survivor. And I think T-Rex kind of makes it clear that he knows that. But I'm really interested to see what he does with that information, that knowledge he has on French Survivor, and how he can kind of twist it into his own little game. Yeah, that'll be so fun. And I, I want I want to see how he grows as a player. He just seems so fun. Um, One thing I want to talk about is he talked about how he got his nickname. But it, the explanation he gave was because he he goes on adventures. <laughs> and I'm, I love that. But it's like... <laughs> What's the lore? <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like there's more. Like... Did there has to be. Find a t- like, did he find a T-Rex or something? Like, lots of animals go on adventures. Why specifically a T-Rex? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And when I think of a T-Rex, I'm like, wow, like, ferocious, like, predator right. of, of the dinosaur ages. 
I don't really think the T-Rex really is going on like major adventures. It's going to go mm -hmm. check out the little baby dinosaurs and go, mm, I'm hungry. Um. And <laughs> just like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so, he's so, he's like a man of mystery right now. Just like, mm -hmm. he's, I got it. Cause I went on adventures. Oh, that can mean so many things. <laughs> It really could. Okay, Sophia, I have a new bit that I think we can do every week. Question okay. of the day. Okay. If you had to give yourself a nickname that can only be a dinosaur, what would you name yourself? Ooh. Also, also can be a play off the dinosaur. It doesn't have to be like exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, I would probably <laughs> go with like with Stego, like Stegosaurus. Ooh. Um. Because there is this one bit on um, the ASDF movies, for those who have seen them. Uh, Tomska, go watch them if you haven't, so after good. you're done watching this, of course. Um, and there's a bit where the dinosaur goes, I am a stegosaurus. <laughs> it's just so derpy and funny. Um, and stego would just, I think it's good with, it's, it keeps the S at the beginning of the name. You know, mm, I like it. Okay. I think I really like pterodactyl. The silent P is so goofy. And but I feel like, yeah, actually, I changed my answer to put the <laughs> pterodactyl. You have to pronounce the P. It's That's not it. silent. Pterodactyl, yep. Good. Comment below what your dinosaur name would be, please. If yeah. You're on the um, I will personally rate them all and then send my readings um <laughs> i don't know what i'll do with them but if you're curious about my tier list you comment below and i can you, make a tier you know, list. what we should do is make a podcast for this podcast where we podcast Ooh. about how good the podcast goes okay so okay go and into, what should it be called it it'll be called um uh Keep torch your lit. <laughs> I love it. That's, damn it. That's a good name. Okay. Back to the season. We got off topic. Um, tribe names. I think let's talk about that because we got some good tribe names, I think. First of all, the color is black and white. I really love, you know, it's definitely like it's the start of a new era. You could have went for blue and yellow, but honestly, like, come on. That's... It it's very obvious. Like obviously they did it for season one. I I don't think they've done it again until like no, they never did it. So we have black and white. I think it's a great just like fresh start. And we have the tribe names Obsidian and Sokka. Obsidian, I think I love Obs Obsidian's my personal favorite. Yeah. It's it's like it just makes sense. Yes, it's like, it's it's just a word, but it's a word that works. And I know, it you know, sometimes works. sometimes words aren't good for survivor names, and sometimes they are. And I think Obsidian is a great name to pick. Yeah, yeah. And it just sounds so like Survivor, you know? Like Obsidian uh -huh. you use to make a spear, um, but also I think of obsidian, I think of Minecraft because that's where my brain you, goes. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm like, oh, Obsidian, you got to make your little nether portal. And then you're like going off to the nether to fight adventures. And that's like challenges. Um, I don't know <laughs> what the same adventures T-Rex went on. Maybe T-Rex went to the nether. <laughs> but they don't have T-Rexes in Minecraft. They really they should don't. get on. They should. Who knows? Okay. Um, but yeah, Obsidian's so cool. And Sokka was really cool too. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not an Avatar The Last Airbender fan. Really? But that surprises me. I know. You give the energy. I know. It's it's very much... There's some shows that I haven't seen that it's like, why haven't you seen them? Um, mm. But Sokka just sounds like a cool like tribe name that Jeff Probst mm. would go, and the white tribe, you guys are Sokka. And I'd be like, whoa, Jeff, that's so cool. That's because um, Jeff is in love with two syllable tribe names. Exactly. Which is why it's perfect Jeff Probst name. Yeah. I, I like the Sokka tribe. I'm... I've seen the first season of The Last Airbender. It's so good. Just haven't had time to watch the other two seasons. I will say, I think the reason I like Obsidian better is because you look at it and it makes so much sense. Like the connection is like, oh, black. Obsidian is black. Boom. Sokka, I think there's less of like a connection because like Sokka, Sokka is the brother, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, there's not like a direct connection to like the color white it's definitely like they just picked it because it sounds cool but it yeah. sounds cool i'm not really complaining and i yeah. love the reference i think a good reference can go a long way yeah and I, I think even if it's not a reference like just the name by itself no matter the color is cool mm -hmm. i know it they were gonna go with like, like what, yeah what i know they were gonna go with swoosh like one of them was like swoosh, like a Nike swoosh. And I was like, oh. please, no one call their tribe name swoosh. swoosh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I think we avoided that from being a tribe name. And I'm glad. Thank you. Good tribe names, which is, I think good tribe names are a sign of a good season. So I'm really yes. excited. Yes. Because it means you, you have people that know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Not to they, say other seasons don't have good tribe names, because honestly, seasons one through five, like there's not that many misses. Yeah, they all they're all pretty good. They're all pretty fun, pretty cool. Okay. Um, so, is there anyone else that we want to talk about before we talk about the challenge? Um, I don't know. I think we can jump into the challenge. I feel like the challenge will bring out more new people. I agree. Um, okay. So we get to the challenge, and the challenge is a classic blindfold survivor challenge. Um, put um, so There's a caller that has a blindfold on, and the people have to walk to these boxes and count how many objects are inside of the box without looking, come back. Then the, per the caller needs to unlock a lock, which releases puzzle pieces. Then you toss the puzzle pieces, solve the puzzle, and that's about it. Bada bing, bada boom. You got your first yep. immunity challenge. Yep. As um, as a challenge exec myself, I like this challenge. I think a blindfold challenge is super fun. And love a good word puzzle. Um, oh, word puzzles are so super, good. Oh, they're so fun. Super solid challenge. Um, let's see. So we have... Jay was one of the callers. And... 
excuse me, was it Katie who was the other caller? Yeah, Jay was calling for Sokka and Katie was calling for Obsidian. I, I felt like... Oh, you can go. I felt like the whole time... I don't know if, like, maybe it was just, like, the microphone of, like, the camera, but I felt like I could only hear Katie. Like, really? Calling. I thought the opposite. I could only hear really? Jay. Yeah. Whoa. Maybe I gotta give I, it a rewatch, but... Maybe I need to give it a... No, you're probably right, because <laughs> Jay, lo Jay lost. Yeah. And Katie obviously didn't. And Jay was super behind. I think... I think I just find Jay so, like, fun that I was listening for him. Yeah. Whereas, like, I love Katie, but, like, Jay's voice, I was just like, haha, that's Jay. Classic <laughs> Jay. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes from, from George is uh, he was, like, by one of the benches on the diag, and he counted up all the pieces in the box. And Katie's like telling him to go over the bench, and George goes, "If I die, I die." And I was like, "I don't know why, but it just made me cackle because it's just like so goofy." I also I wrote that down, but I didn't put who said it. <laughs> it was George, and it was funny how Brady repeated it, and Brady go, "You know how Brady says it, right?" Um, it was it was just something else. Um, another quote that I have, which I also think was George, is um, so someone, there's two people, they're feeling around, they're like, is this a box? And George goes, that's my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really good. That was good. Um, um, other than that, I think, like, you know, pretty standard challenge. You have Jay, who apparently, like, unlocked the lock, but didn't realize it. Yeah. How do you not like? I'm thinking. I was thinking about this during, and maybe like, I don't. I don't. I don't even know. I like, mean, you're under a lot of not... pressure, and like yeah. I get it, but like I do feel like if you pull enough, like you need to be like pulling that pretty hard to make sure that it actually is unlocked. So yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> I think like being caller, especially in the very first challenge, is a very risky thing to do. So because you, you have to do a good job. If yeah. you don't even make it to the puzzle, then it's like all eyes are gonna be on you. And yeah, clearly Jay all eyes were on Jay after that. I think you know, not being able to unlock the lock was definitely a you know, something that he had to deal with after the challenge. And like he didn't try to like bullshit it. He was like, Yeah, I fucked up. Yeah. But it was tough because, like, after that, they didn't even have time to go. Like, they barely made it to the puzzle. Yeah. Like, they had... <laughs> Obsidian was just so ahead after the blindfold. Um, yeah. And, like, even when Obsidian was, like, tossing their puzzle pieces and Sokka was still trying to do the blindfolded uh, leg of the challenge, like, uh... Sokka, like, just, like, it was portrayed that there was just like so like there was no life in that like yeah performance. and i like i feel that like sometimes when you're behind the challenge it's like especially the first challenge you gotta dig deep <laughs> but sometimes it's just like if you're so behind it's hard to have that energy it's but so also cool. like it's 
everyone except Jay must feel in a really good spot because they had one person fuck up a challenge. Yeah, and I think that's super lucky, to be honest. Like, mm. it's just, it was unfortunate for Jay, but everyone else seems to be in a pretty good spot. Yeah. It's hard to immediately tell. Well, I guess it's not hard to immediately tell. But, like, who is next up on the chopping block? Mm -hmm. um, I would say, right, right after the challenge, it definitely felt like Jay was the most likely to get. Yeah. Yeah. And Obsidian did end up winning that challenge. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, Ellie was the puzzle solver. Yes. Um, Ellie from Oregon. Was, yep, and it sounded like they did a pretty good job on the puzzle. I think it looked like Sokka caught up a little bit, but mm -hmm. I mean, those types of puzzles are hard. One thing I thought was really funny was I think I want to say it was in a confessional, and Ian was basically saying like, "Oh, if I would have got that puzzle, I would have like been able to solve it so quickly." And then Ellie solves the puzzle, and then Ian was like, "What was it?" And then you know whatever it was Ellie says and Ian was just like oh I never would have got that <laughs> <laughs> or like something along the lines of that and of I just course. thought that was so funny because Ian was so confident that he could do this puzzle and then he like had no no clue not even a little um yeah it was, I mean, it was I don't fun. think he was there for that long so like I don't think he had the most time so he yeah he def definitely not did really not. no no um but yeah obsidian won the challenge and then we get into the twist of this season which i think mm -hmm. is a cool twist which is the difference maker and basically um correct me if i'm wrong but the winning tribe picks a difference maker they have to decide unanimously who the difference maker is going to be. And mm -hmm. they get a special advantage for the week. Um, and Obsidian selected Ellie to be the difference maker. And so they got to go see the difference board. And the difference board had an individual immunity necklace mm -hmm. um, where they could go to Sokka's tribal, cast a vote, but they cannot be voted for. And a secret pair advantage with a love note to someone on the other tribe where they will get half idols um, at final 10 that can be combined mm -hmm. for a full idol if both people are at the final 10. Yeah, I really, for the, for the you know, the first difference maker twist, I really like it. I think... It's a tough spot to be in. Being the first difference maker is scary because obviously you're getting something. And I, I think I like the way that they did it is because Ellie goes to the other tribe and gets, you know, to vote with them. And on the surface, that is what, like, the difference maker advantage was. And yeah. by doing that, Prod can be like, but also you get this advantage that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, it sounds like, at least in terms of, like, Ali, you know, trying to, like, make connections with the other tribe, 
they didn't really get the opportunity to because every single person kind of just like left the group that. chat left the group chat sounds like the only person that reached out was jay yeah <laughs> yeah which good on jay like i think like that was a good move for jay i do wonder if people even knew that he reached out to to Ellie, it didn't sound like anybody really cared or knew. No. Like, yeah. Good on Jay for, you know, trying to make that move. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, if you're keeping it under wraps well enough, like, I don't think it's a bad idea to have an ally on the other side, like, uh, just as, like, a point of information. And it's yeah. so early in the game, too, that you don't really know when like a swap could happen or and merge is so far away on the horizon that like yeah why not talk about who these other players are gonna be before mm -hmm. you need to figure out who they are down the line yeah and i think ellie did as much as they could everyone leaving the chat like kind of sucks but it also works as a perfect excuse to like you know, you have an excuse to go to the to your tribe and be like, they literally all left the group chat. Yeah. There's, like, I, if people are worried that Ali might have made allies on the other tribe, they have proof that every single person literally left the chat. Yeah. They can, like, fully be like, look. <laughs> right. They all just mass left this chat. I don't know how to contact them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. So, dude, did we ever see Ellie do anything with the love letter? I don't think we saw anything happen until the like next time. Oh, was, is, okay. So then I think there may have been a tease. Okay, okay. I yeah. Think I but I'm interested to see what Ellie does because it doesn't look like anyone besides Jay talked to Ellie. Yeah, so but who did I they also, pick? Right. I mean, I guess it depends if they're picking before or after tribal. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe they're supposed to pick after, and by picking after, like you can see who actually voted the way you were told to, yeah. or whatever. Obviously, Ellie was the only person besides Jay to vote in minority. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested, but like I think Ellie can still use this to their advantage. Mm -hmm. No one is going to know, and if. Personally, if I'm on a tribe and someone from the other tribe is on there and they're like, hey, I have this advantage. If we both make it, we both get half an idol. I'm like, that's sick. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm not going to say no to that. And no one else is going to know. I just have to make very clear to Ellie that like no one else can find out about this because it was spread like wildfire. Yeah, yeah. And... Well, mm -hmm. I assume there's going to be a lot more advantages with the difference maker. So right. it's like any information about advantages is going to be so valuable when so many are going to be yeah. in play. Speaking of Ellie, I really, really liked Ellie this episode. I think they were super fun. They're from Oregon. They're great. Oregon, is, is this the first person to ever play Survivor Michigan from Oregon? Probably. I don't have a stat sheet, but like I would assume <laughs> so. We're like 
the NFL when they pull up the most random obscure stat and it's like first rookie to get uh 300 passing yards on every Tuesday of every other month and you're like yeah of course they're the first to do that like that's the most random what? thing ever my favorite stat is the Detroit Lions losing on Thanksgiving during a waxing gibbous moon. Times in a row. That's so funny. It's hard to be a Lions fan sometimes. Yeah. But. Good thing I'm not a Lions fan. Good. <laughs> Anyways. Ellie's from Oregon. Okay. They are giving us Oregon facts. Um, well, I guess now the Survivor Michigan Twitter is giving us <laughs> Oregon facts. Um, along with me Monday. So, of course, it's just we're back to the flow of content. Um, and I like that bit. It's a good bit. Anyways, love Ellie. Super excited to see how they can use this advantage. I And, I, again, I really like this advantage. It's giving like, um, it's it seems like reminiscent of the partner twist from season five of Survivor Maryland, mm-hmm. where you know, every single person was randomly assigned a partner, and the people that made it the, I think the last pair remaining, at a certain point got an advantage, and depending on where they were, um, dependent changed what their advantage was. Obviously, it wasn't a half idol, but um, it'll be interesting to see how only it only being one pair will play out and how much these people are going to trust each other, or if they'll tell anyone. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. And I wonder mm-hmm. if the person they select will immediately, like, tell other tribe mates on Sokka. Because um, yeah. clearly the Sokka was not willing to work with Ellie whatsoever. Okay. They but made like, that once very one person, Once one person leaves, you can't not leave. Yeah, like that that's so understandable, especially so early. It's like no one's gonna make a stand to be like, actually, I want to talk to them. <laughs> like, no, you're just asking to get your name written down. Um, but it yeah, I wonder who they're gonna pick. Any guesses? Yeah. Ooh. I th- mm, I'm trying to think. Ali, I mean, th- I have no idea. I was wondering. Is it beneficial or is it good or is it a good or bad idea to get like theoretically if you know that like you know everyone who was on prod is it a good or who was on prod so mm-hmm. Noah and Ian in this case is it a good idea to maybe do it to one of them because theoretically it's really bad if like let's say you do it with Noah Noah tells everyone on prod everyone knows about it. that's bad but yeah. on the other hand if Noah doesn't tell people but wants to keep Ellie for that reason, that's immediately three people, not including Noah, that like that will- Noah can basically be like, hey, we need to keep Ellie, blah, 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 blah. Plus yeah. you have George and Katie on the tribe with Ellie that could also maybe be able to get Ellie in. I don't think it's a terrible yeah. idea if you know. But the risk is probably greater than the reward. So yeah, I, super I would risky. Go, I would try to go for someone that I think you can tell knows Survivor. Because if you go for someone that's maybe never seen Survivor or like seems like a very 
truthful, honest person, those people can be the worst to do this type of thing with because they will immediately tell everybody, not realizing just like that you can be a little selfish in the game. And the moment Ellie does that, they're, or the moment someone does that to Ellie, Ellie's fucked because their tribe is going to find out. And now Ellie's lied to her or to their entire tribe. Ellie's lied to every other person on Sokka. That's not a good spot to be in. So you want to find just someone that won't tell anyone. Yeah. At that point, it's my guess. I'm going to guess Stephanie. Literally, mm. so no idea. Yeah, my random guess was Luke. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but mm. um, who I I don't remember who was it that said that they went Facebook stalking. I was that it was Stephanie? Stephanie? I okay. Say, yeah. Yeah, I guess like my only reason not to pick stephanie <laughs> was because like at tribal she was like yeah i stalked everyone on facebook oh, why I would you say that i wouldn't oh, that's say a good that point. i'm literally just contradicting myself because like honestly it's not like <laughs> stephanie's a really honest person yeah you, um, first, you don't want to say that especially because ian might be freaking out if because like it sounded like stephanie found out that ian was on prod through facebook you think Ian of all people would like scrub that information clean. Exactly. And like you're telling this to your entire tribe. So everyone has the perception of you that you are right. like willing to get information in any sort of way. Yeah, and I'm just like, uh, girl. <laughs> okay. I changed my mind. I actually think Ellie is going to pick Noah. Because you want to pick someone that is in good graces with the tribe. And yeah. also is like... <laughs> yeah, I guess you're going to give it the grace. Grace is in good grace with the <laughs> tribe. That was good. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with Noah. That's my final answer. All right. I think we have some good guesses. We'll see yeah. eventually. Okay. Um, so let's... let's oh, there's one thing that we like kind of didn't talk about is idol queens oh yeah and oh, then i shoot. think we can, then we can go into like um the tribe dynamics yes but i think we can start because um lindsay r found an idol clue mm -hmm. and we find this out like pretty much as soon as she finds it and it sounds like every single person knew about it like she like found it I think she might have had an opportunity to try to keep it secret, but like she kind of was like, Oh, I found this. Haha, -ha, I'll share it to everyone later. Yeah. And I get it because it's really tough to hide that. Like, you don't know what's going to be in your buff. And especially if you're yeah. not preparing for that to happen, like that's, that's tough. And you don't know if other people saw it. So you, I see the benefit of like telling everyone, especially given the fact that it's the first idol clue. No one's going to find anything with the first idol clue. You can show your entire tribe that you're loyal, which I get. It makes sense. If you're yeah. worried everyone saw it, share it. So I yeah. think 
under the assumption that like Lindsay could not hide the fact that she found the auto clue, then I think it was a decent move to tell everyone. I think if there's any like any chance that maybe people didn't see it, I think it's okay to like keep it secret and then maybe tell people later. But yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I definitely think like if you don't know what it is too, and you're just like, hey, I just found this weird scroll like in my book. Right. It's like especially um, like if you've never played Survivor before, even if you've watched Survivor, like you're not really like fully expecting. Like you don't know how if there's idols, you don't know. If yeah, how that works. Idols. And, like, you're already so stressed about meeting all these people. Sometimes you just forget. And mm-hmm. you open your buff and you're, like, if something falls out and you're, like, shit. Yeah. That's the moment yeah. of realization. You're like, oh, fuck. There's an idol clue in this game. And I have it. Yeah, I think she did good. Like, that's probably the best thing you can do. Um, But she didn't, like, sit there and read it. She kept it. And then said she was going to send it at 8 a.m. the next morning. But Mm -hmm. she ended up telling Katie, George, and Jack, because she drove those three home. They read the idle clue in the car. And then they went and looked a little bit for it. And that is, mm, there's pros and cons to this. The pros are, I think, in a situation where, like, you told your whole tribe you're going to share it later. Telling people beforehand is going to build that trust and essentially negates the fact that she um, was going to tell everyone. Because the whole point of telling a few people or one person is to gain trust. And I think by telling every single person, there's no trust for those people because everyone's getting the attitude. So by telling, telling a smaller group of people, I think, is actually really smart because it made use of a shitty situation where everyone knows that she has an idol clue by saying i will send it later and then showing people beforehand immediately you're gonna you're gonna trust her even though every single person is gonna get that idol clue and no one's gonna find it because it's the first idol clue so good for Lindsay for doing that yeah it solidifies them as like a group um Uh i also find it interesting Oh, sorry, you can go. I was just going to say, like, just like, especially because it's so early and they're not going to tribal. So it's like people probably aren't going to be super, like, on edge and stuff. It's good to build that early, early yeah. trust. Mm. I was going to say, I do find it interesting that George and Katie both ended up in this car. Yeah. Because it's like, they, I mean, they probably would have told each other that, um, Katie or that Lindsay shared this clue like ahead of time mm. so it like for Lindsay specifically it was good that sh- those two people were in the car because that information is probably going to stay more contained than you know if yeah. George and Katie were not together and then who was the other person was it Jack 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 yes. yeah okay so yeah while that was happening I really appreciated the juxtaposition of uh, it was Mason, Taylor, T-Rex, and... Justin. Is Justin. what I have written down. Basically being like, why didn't Lindsay share Send the idol back? Send it. And that's the thing where it's like, yeah, Lindsay probably should have just shared it. I I definitely, like, 
there's no reason to wait at that point. I think Lindsay said like she had an exam or not exam and a paper to write that was due at 8 a.m. that she didn't start. Uh, And I was like, okay, girl, like, first of all, go do your paper before you start (laughs) idol hunting. Yeah, I hope she finished her paper. I hope so too. <laughs> Don't worry. If we if we get to interview Lindsay, that'll be the first question we'll ask. We'll be like, "Did you finish your paper?" Yeah, <laughs> I, we need the fans need to know. Right. Maybe we'll get an update next episode. Maybe I hope so. George, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I specifically loved Mason just being like. Come on, Lindsay. Like, you're such a snake for that. Just share the idol clue. And ba- he had a perfect read of basically being like, these people, like, are Lindsay might be sharing the idol clue to everyone else right now. And that's basically what she was doing. Yeah, Mason was so, like, that whole confessional, I was like, he got it. Like, he, he got yeah, it like, all. <laughs> well, the question is, like, will he do anything with that or is he just going to sit with that information and like not do anything about it? Cause it's such yeah. a good way to put a target on Lindsay, but mm-hmm. if people like Lindsay, like that could be dangerous. So who knows? Yeah. Especially too, for like a freshman player in the fall mm-hmm. or are in they the playing the fall? winter? Oh yeah. No, oh, they're playing winter. Team. Okay. Yeah. But still, still like being playing a freshman, freshman is just like, it's so overwhelming. Yeah, and he had just such a good read on everything. I'm uh, like, Mason's gonna, was, Mason's yeah, gonna do good things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, other than that, was there anything else about Obsidian that we talked about or that we want to talk about before we get to Sokka? I Any honestly didn't. Person? I um, we didn't see that much from Obsidian besides that. Yeah, I'll say like, um. You know, the people we didn't touch on that much really love Taylor. I think she didn't get a lot of screen time, but, like, um, the times that she was on screen, like, come on, she's a Survivor Michigan super fan. I do think she maybe should not be telling people that. Like, that's kind of silly of her to do. Yeah, because, like, if (laughs) you're so aware of college Survivor specifically, Um, because it's just such a niche genre that you're, like, Oh, you're a super fan of just like college Survivor, which means right. you know about regular Survivor. It's like you have all this knowledge. Like maybe um, tone it down a little bit. Did Taylor only tell George, or did she tell everybody? I like cannot. I remember. don't. I don't know. I know she told like the camera that she was a Survivor Michigan super fan, but I don't know if they showed if she told. Okay. Did she tell George, or did I just like make that? No, up? I think she was just like, "Oh my God, that's George from season one." Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. also Anne, um, who like just did not get a lot of screen time, but she had some good quips. I didn't get down any of her uh, yeah, main we, we quotes. Definitely, like, I think we saw Anne like at the very, very start. Mm-hmm. And she, I didn't like perceived herself. I did really like her. Yeah, I have all the only thing I have written down really for this episode is like. She perceives herself as like others thinking that she is a friendly face and like she will be perceived as like this harmless. I think she's also a freshman too. Um mm. <clears throat> like a harmless freshman. Um yeah. so maybe she'll play more under the radar. Uh 
clearly it was probably not great that she wasn't like in any of these groups of four Mm -hmm. like right after the challenge but i guess we'll see how she plays moving forward who was the other person that wasn't in those groups of four um oh ellie oh that's interesting yeah because like do you think that was like an intentional thing like oh ellie's going to the other tribe we don't need to talk to them they're gonna have a target on their back or like i don't know it does because like uh, people seem to like ellie like ellie won them the challenge slayed the puzzle um but i guess having you know that difference maker advantage is just such a target associating yourself that is dangerous yeah so i hope that i hope that getting the difference maker does not um hurt ellie's game i really that really sucks i really liked ellie and I think, personally, if I am playing the season, I do not want to get the difference maker the first round. I just think that's such a target. Like, if I'm Ellie, I'm like gonna be like, no, I th- like let's just pick randomly. Like, I honestly don't think like getting it is good for anyone's game, but for everyone else, picking Ellie was a great person because Ellie mm-hmm. won the challenge, and like especially like Ellie, I think is a freshman they are probably you know overwhelmed a little bit and you're not you don't want to say no because like that's a tough spot to be in too so yeah like why don't you want to do it yeah and like you know what like p it, it i think there is some re- reward to doing it like you obviously like are gonna get something yeah, yeah. people might know what it is but after like if you can make it deep into the game people aren't gonna be like oh ellie got this week one people are gonna be like oh this person got this this week like so i don't think it's the worst move for ellie to you know accept it i think it was probably the right move but me personally i would not want to be the difference maker right away that's just it's a tough spot yeah it's it's tough and it's like Everyone knows that you're getting yeah. something. Um, okay. Other people, yeah. um, I like Justin. Yeah, all I wrote was frat acapella question mark exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, <laughs> I wrote that he is going to woo the folk and then backstab. And I mean, like that's the type of gameplay we want to see. I think, like people that are willing to make big moves i think he definitely seems to have like a grasp of what he's doing he Mm. what group was he in he was in he was in the group with taylor t-rex and mason i'm really interested to see like wait like if these groups are actually going to like mean anything or if they were maybe just kind of like you know just to show the fact that Lindsay found the idol clue yeah other than that you didn't get that much from obsidian in terms of like the dynamics yeah i think we'll just have to wait for more information because obviously in this first episode you're going to want to focus on Sokka because they're going to tribal right okay speaking of Sokka, i think it's a good um time to start talking about Sokka. so um keep in mind we find out that Lindsay R found the idol clue like pretty much like as soon as she finds it in real time we know she finds it 
Yeah. Then after the challenge is over, it cuts to Grace. And Grace is like, yeah, I actually found the autoclue. Yeah. I, I really love the juxtaposition of both people finding the autoclue. Lindsay telling every single person, basically. And Grace just being like, yeah, no, nobody saw me. <laughs> like, that's the dream, right? You get an autoclue. Uh-huh. Grace is living the perfect life until, you know, she decides <laughs> to tell people. Yeah, like, she, she gets the autoclue, no one knows. Maybe people do, but they don't say that they do. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, I have this other clue. I'm going to tell some people. Like, create, mm-hmm. like, a strong alliance. I think that she calls it a power five. Because um, she told um, Tejas, Ian, Noah, and Luke. Yes. And they but her immediately... original intention was not to tell five people. She yeah. wanted to tell, I think, Luke? Or yes. who was it? I don't remember exactly who she wanted to tell, but I think she wanted to tell. Wait, um, wait, I it, was, it was either Luke or Noah. I think it was Luke because Luke and Ian were pretty close. Right. So Luke was like, I want to bring Ian. And I think Ian said that he wanted to bring Noah. I don't really know how Tay just got into the situation. Yeah, I think Tay just, just like showed up. Yeah, and... I think he was just like there. Tejas' vibes. I love Tejas. Like, I think he's, I think he said in the tribal, he's never seen Survivor. He's never seen Survivor Michigan. And I think those people are so fun to watch because it gives a variable to the game that is unpredictable. It's Mm -hmm. someone that literally could do anything. And those are the worst people to play with, but they're the best people to watch because they are going to, you know, they could, they could, on one hand, they can learn the game and become a super dynamic character throughout. And if they don't learn the game, they're a very fun obstacle for people to try to get around. And I don't know which way Tejas is going to go. He seems like a smart dude, so I can definitely see him picking up the game. And I'm excited to see like which way he's going to go. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting. And he's in a good spot being in this uh-huh. group of five. Yeah. Um, how, how do we feel about Grace telling these people? I mean, like... Obviously, her intention was to tell one person. And at that point, when more people started coming in, she didn't really have a choice. Yeah, I think it's good to solidify trust with certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, the risk of Idle Clue 1, I guess, is not super big. Maybe yeah. it is. Maybe it isn't. Um, but it doesn't seem that I mean, anyone I do, else knows I agree. about it's, it. It's the first Idle Clue. It's not a huge deal. And I think, like, the risk of telling so many people is that they're, they're, you're basically, like, quadrupling the chance that they tell someone else. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also solidifying, like, a group, week one, when you're going to tribal. And Which is so good. Is, it's so good. And I think I am giving kudos to Grace for that. I think it was a really solid move. Yes, like... Maybe she wanted to tell one person, which I also think is a good move. Like, telling a single person about an idol clue to gain, like, the trust of one person, really smart. At that point, when more people start coming in, as long as you feel comfortable with those people, I think it's totally fine to be like, hey, guys, I found an idol clue. Use that to build an alliance, which is exactly what Grace did. I don't know if we can fully credit Grace for, like, the formation of this alliance, but 
mm-hmm. people seem to be relatively like um accepting that this is an alliance like as soon as it happens Yin is just like yeah this is the power five yeah it's the power five and then also luke sort of brings in abby and stephanie as like six and seven yes Um, but also when like they have a meeting at one point to talk about who to vote off and it's the power five and stephanie and Lindsay. there was no abby really from from what i recall i'm pretty sure because i like wrote that in my notes i was like oh you're so right i think Uh i confused them on accident yeah well no like what you said makes sense because um you know we're talking about the different groups on the second tribe there's obviously the power five Luke, Grace, Ian, Tages. Mm-hmm. Someone else that I'm missing. Grace. I, I think I said Grace. Grace, Ian, Luke, Noah. Tages. Noah, that's what I was missing. So you, that, you have that group. And then you mm-hmm. kind of see this three start to develop of like Luke, Abby, and Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And can we please talk about Abby? I love Abby, I think, was kind of a standout. Especially, yeah. like, with all these, you know, with George and Ian and Katie and Noah. I think Abby was still, like, probably my favorite person in that episode. So, Abby's so fun because she's one of the first people that we meet. And mm-hmm. I just really like her energy. And one thing that I wrote down is she actually, like, figured out who Ian is. Like, Abby's like sister knows Ian. Um... And I'm just, like, wondering how her, like, how that relationship is going to, like, form. Because I might be, like, getting, I was, like, I might be getting ahead of myself. But, like, towards the end of the episode, there's, like, a tease of, like, Luke, Abby, and Stephanie possibly wanting to blindside Ian. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, like, the fans want Ian to be in for so long. and. I think teasing the blind side is like good when you know it's gonna be like a somewhat unanimous vote. Um, uh-huh. It's interesting to see how that will develop. And it's not only that um, Abby like knows of Ian through his sister or her sister, but it's the fact that she does not like Ian. It sounds like she, um, her sister did not have a great experience with Ian, and when you're playing survivor that's all you can go off of if so if one person says they don't like someone that's like you use that as much as you can so props to abby for like i don't know if she's explicitly told people this maybe stephanie but it does sound like um she was probably one of the major proponents of an ian blindside her and stephanie Mm. because at least especially if like I don't know if a trio of Luke, Abby, and Stephanie is a thing. It's, they seem to be talking a little bit. Yeah. But I think there's definitely a duo of Abby and Stephanie. Oh, for <laughs> sure. I, you know, I really like Stephanie. Really, really like Abby. I'm excited to see this duo. I think <laughs> it'll be a fun one. Yeah. They're gonna be they're gonna be fun. Like they're just mm-hmm. they're they're good. And the Facebook and- stalking. And then yeah. Abby being like, I hate Ian. Like, like it's just the fact that they know Ian is a producer and know that, like, you know, if you know George hosted, you can assume that Ian and George probably know each other. They are not 
you you don't need you don't if they're casting people abroad there might be more people yeah abby and stephanie do not give a fuck and they're just like i want to vote off ian like they don't even care to vote off jay they're like jay is going to be an easy beard down the line why don't we just take the shot at ian now and i think this yeah. is this soccer tribe you know for a basically unanimous boot it is an interesting dynamic because you have this power five but you have luke who's associated with stephanie and abby mm-hmm. who want ian out but ian and luke are really close and that seems to be kind of the storyline that we're leading up to and it's like who is going to what side is going to win out is this ian blind side going to come to fruition or is this power five going to kind of like be the dominating force or is another alliance going to come through yeah for the bit i like really kind of hope the ian blind side gets pulled off like i know because like here's the thing i love ian but It'd be so funny if Ian just like gets blindsided like super early on. Like that it makes so sense for funny. Ian. Funny. Would be so funny. Uh I have an Ian Quip from Tribal. Um, um I I don't remember how it was prompted, but uh I have written down here that Ian wants to write Cooper's name. And I was oh, like, I do remember that. That was good. I was like, that's just classic. Like, yeah. I'm excited to have cameos from our Gen 1 folk um, <laughs> yes. every now and then. Because, obviously, the production is all Gen 1. Um, mm-hmm. But I just thought that was funny. And I was like, it's always just a good bit to be like, why don't we vote out Brady? Like, <laughs> just say the host and, like, try to vote them out. Yeah. Um, it's a good bit. It's a really good bit. It never gets old. Going back to the dynamic of this tribe, I think Luke is in a really interesting spot because he is like essentially in the middle of this power five and the duo of, you know, Stephanie and Abby. And he's kind of trying to get them to all work together. And he, I think he's just having a difficult time. Like he wanted Ian, Stephanie, and Abby and himself to all have this four person alliance. But then. Abby was like, no, 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 we can't do that. And I think Luke fucked up because Luke just like didn't text Ian back, I guess. And that immediately told Ian that Abby and Stephanie were after him because Luke was like, hey, let's have a four. Ian was like, I love that. And then Luke explicitly said he was going to ask Stephanie and Abby how they felt and then didn't text him Ian back after he had already asked that's not that's a red flag and if i'm ian i immediately am not going to want to work with stephanie and abby yeah for the viewers at home uh listening on spotify or wherever podcasts are held my face is just like sort of like um hello like where what was the thought process you cannot go someone week one and it's like, I think, who do you blame? Because like, like Luke is the per is like, he, he probably should have maybe made it more clear to Abby and Stephanie. But also, Abby and Stephanie should have just lied and like, or like yeah. told Luke, hey, like I'm, I don't want this, but we can do it anyways. Yeah, it's just. I'm just really worried that it's gonna put that 
three specifically in a tough spot because Ian obviously knows Stephanie and Abby are after him. Mm-hmm. Ian also knows that Luke is close to Abby and Stephanie and can use that information to essentially like kick him out of the power five. Yeah. Which would be um, yeah. super, which would be crazy. Crazy. Who else is in the power five? We have Grace, who we talked about, Noah, who we've talked about, Ian, who we've talked about. There's Tejas. Tejas. Oh, we talked about Tejas Noah. And we talked about Tejas. Um, I just want to make sure yeah, we I got feel like everyone. We covered everyone. I feel like the only person we're kind of missing from oh, Sokka is uh, Lindsay. What about, is Jack on Sokka or is Jack on Obsidian? Uh, Jack is on Obsidian. Okay, okay. Oh, and Emily G. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Emily G and Lindsay seem to be, like, they're not, like, irrelevant. Because they definitely were there. You, mm-hmm. I don't think Lindsay got very many confessionals, but you definitely see her talking in these meetings. Yeah. And she is being included to a certain extent. She was randomly included in the seven-person meeting, which yeah. I thought was interesting because no one has really seemed to, like talk to Lindsay that much like Mm -hmm. Ian didn't even remember Lindsay's name Ian was like oh yeah there was this girl Lauren I think (laughs) and then didn't like he stuck to that he was like yeah um Stephanie and Lauren were randomly there yeah and like yeah there's who is Lauren Lauren unfortunately but there is Lindsay yeah and yeah, I am I am wondering if Lindsay's just having a tough time, you know, talking to people. It just yeah. doesn't sound like it, it and I don't think it's of a, because of a lack of effort because I mean, they were there for that meeting. Yeah. But they just don't seem to be included that much and I'm a little worried that it might be bad news for Lindsay moving forward. Yeah, I'm optimistic that it's just from like it didn't fit like the narrative of the episode to like see into Lindsay's conversations. Um, Uh Like obviously she was a part of the seven, um, Mm -hmm. but like other than that, there was no other like main, like I feel like storylines or like plans happening. And like probably those conversations were just like, Oh, get to know you. Plus like, Oh yeah, we're voting Jay. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard to include. And then you also have Emily, who seemed to be more included in the edit, but because she wasn't talking to people. I don't, is Emily really close with anyone? It just sounded like she. No one talked about her. Well, people talked about the fact that she didn't reach out. Yeah. But that was basically it. And I get it. I think it's, it's tough to gauge how much you should talk to someone Mm -hmm. like week one because it's like you don't want to come off as a threat and talk to every single person but also if no one you gotta talk to someone you gotta talk to someone especially if you're going to tribal week one like what are you doing emily yeah she had this whole bit about like being in kindergarten for the first time (laughs) which is so relatable like (laughs) so real it's so real everyone's been in kindergarten and everyone's played survivor right um yeah. so same thing, basically. same thing it's the same 
Uh, and I was like, oh, wow, like, that's cool. Like, that's an interesting, like, she had, like, a interesting confessionals with the producers, but there was nothing about other players. And I was uh -huh. just like, what about, is she going to talk about the other players? Maybe next time? <laughs> yeah. Okay, who but who knows? I mean, here's the thing. She did end up um, being looped in in the vote. But she was also mm -hmm. the other option. Yeah. It was, like, the edit shows that Jay is aware that he is a target. And honestly, you know what? We haven't talked about Jay that much. We haven't. Uh, what, Jay. Okay. I love Jay. He was very just, like, out from the get-go. He wanted to play. He's only seen mm -hmm. Polar Drama. And... Yeah, I really like one thing I like about this season is like there's a lot of different survivor experiences. You have Tejas, who's never seen Survivor. You have Ian, who's only seen Survivor Michigan. He literally says he's never seen Survivor, but like he's a, obviously a big part of Survivor Michigan, has been editing it, watching these people's strategies. You have T Rex, who has only seen French Survivor, and Jay, yes. who's only seen Total Drama Island. And I'm really so interested in how these people interact with each other, how they strategize, will they learn the game, will they not? And unfortunately, Jay didn't have time to learn the game. No! Missed out on the oh. drama perspective. Yeah. I mean, Jay went about it as he could. He was put in a really tough spot, and he owned up to his like mistakes, but I feel like so early, it's like, if you make yeah. a mistake like that, it's so hard to mm. overlook because that's the only thing people are basing their vote off yeah. of i feel like the um, moment he found out that the walk was already unlocked his fate was sealed yeah it especially, was like, especially with being such a vocal person i think there are some people that might have been able to get out of that there was a quote i believe it was from abby's voting confessional and i really loved it it was simply you're the classic first boot. <laughs> and I love Jay. But I definitely like do think that even if he didn't do the um lock like incorrectly, I think yeah. he is still probably one of the couple options. I do think there's a chance that it gets pushed on to Emily because mm. you know Jay didn't fuck up the challenge in this scenario, but I think yeah. fucking up the challenge. And the fact that Jay is just a very, like, um, he seems vocal like a, person. a vocal, I don't know if honest is the right word, but, like, he says what he's what's on his mind. Yeah. And those people are tough to work with sometimes, and I think everyone kind of realized that. And combined with the challenge, it was just tough to, like, really do anything. But I appreciate the effort Jay put in. It sounds like he yeah. was aware that he was a target. He was aware that Emily was one of the other targets. Mm -hmm. And you have Luke, who's also close to Jay. Luke is, like, really connected. And I'm yeah. worried that he's going to fight him because he's close to the Power Five. He's close to Stephanie and Abby. And he was close to um, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's, it's all giving, like, a very interesting dynamic on this tribe for such a unanimous vote. Right. And like, I think... That's why I love George as an editor. I think he did a really yeah. good job of like pu putting the pieces on the table of what is to come. 
but we don't have all the pieces. We don't even know what the puzzle looks like. We have no. we have like four pieces, and this is a hundred piece jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, we're, we're scrambling on the floor because we're like, where'd all these pieces go? <laughs> exactly. But from the pieces that we do have, I think we, for especially for a unanimous boot, this was a great episode. And oh, yeah. Kudos to George for editing it. Like, the fact that he edited season one, you know, obviously he wasn't involved anymore, so he stopped. And then came back for season six to play and is editing it now in 2023. Is insane. He did not have to edit his own season. Yeah. I'm sure he wanted it to come out. So yeah, that definitely helps. But like, just props to George. I am yeah, so excited to great. see the rest of this season. And it was just a great first episode. It was so fun. Uh, I'm really excited for season six. It's so fun. Not only season six, more episodes of Keep Your Torch Lit. Yes. So, There's more unfortunately, to come. Unfortunately, the delay of the first episode also caused the delay of this episode because we were going to film it right after episode one aired and then it didn't air until like midnight and me and Sophia were very tired. <coughs> we, were, we, were, we were sleepy little boys. We were um, very sleepy. Yeah, and, you know. Could we say as it's 1.30 in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> we're still very sleepy. We're still sleepy. We're busy. We're busy bees. Um, yes. One we're on last that finals thing. grind. Anyways, continue. Yes. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> one last thing. Um, there wasn't that many memorable moments in Tribal. I think it was very standard. Lots of people being like, oh, it's week one. I'm making connections, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The most memorable thing was the Facebook stalking comment. Yeah. I did. I did find it funny. Like, nothing related to the game, but Jay just did not know what Obsidian was. They were going through the tribe names, and like, Jay was like, what even is your tribe name, Obsidian? What is that? And everyone is like, you don't know what Obsidian is? He's not a gamer. Sophia, you don't need to watch Minecraft to know what obsidian is. Like, imagine if I said, Sophia, this is a tree. Sorry, you don't know what a tree is because you didn't play Minecraft. Yeah. Same goes with obsidian. I feel like most people should know what obsidian is. I don't think I knew about it. Okay, but when did you play Minecraft? You know what? I'm. When I was eight. Right. I don't think eight-year-olds should know what obsidian is without Minecraft. I think 20, 21, I don't know how old Jay was, 18 to 22-year-olds should know what obsidian is. But you know what? He didn't, and he made a funny moment of it, so I can't really complain. It I think it summarizes funny. Jay in a nutshell. And then I yes. really loved Ellie, Ellie quipping back, being like, your tribe name is Sokka, and just like, I mean, I think they're both good tribe names. So I don't think there's that much to really make fun of either, but I just like the fact that Ellie was like, yeah, our tribe name is straight up just better. Yeah. As they should. <laughs> Any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Final thoughts. Um, I liked the episode. I like how George edits. Um, Ian, you're an amazing editor, but the one hour episodes are favorable. <laughs> oh my Yes, I like um 
this episode flew by. I think yeah. for the first episode, I felt like I got to know a really good amount of people. I'd say like the only people I wish we saw more, or not the only people, but the people off the top of my head that we didn't get that much of. Wish we got more Anne. Wish yes. we got more Taylor and um, more Justin and Jack. I think those were some mm-hmm. good people that I'd like to see more. And I'm sure there's others. Love to see more T-Rex. Oh, more T-Rex, please. Not, but also not everyone films a lot. So like, I think George did a really good job of what he had to work with. And I'm so excited to see the rest of the season. Yes, I have to it's say, be so player of the week has to be Abby. I just like loved Abby. And I think like if they can, I am a little worried about the position. I'm not going to lie. But if they can just get through these couple of weeks, maybe like throw Luke under the bus or get into this power five. Yes! Shake it um, up. Yes, come on, Abby. Um, but yeah, Abby was probably one of my probably my favorite of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was my favorite of the episode? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite of the episode was mm-hmm. I feel like it has to be, even though we didn't, like, get a lot of them, I feel like it has to be, I, I'm really curious about Anne. Like, we <laughs> really did not get like, a lot of Anne this episode. So we a lot of Anne. I want more Anne. I hope we get more Anne, like, episode, Anne next episode. Like, more Anne content. Like, all of the Anne fans, like I am here for you. Anne fans. Anne fans. I love that. Um, I want more Anne content. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can't play. If I had to pick a player of the week, it would be Anne. Why? Okay, because I, she's. <laughs> okay. Um. Nah. So thank you everybody for watching the first episode of Gen Two. Keep your torch lit. This was so fun. I can't wait to do this again next week. And by next week, I mean a couple days. Whenever we do it. Whenever we do it. Yeah. Uh, we hope to start having guests at some point. Not sure if we will next week, but we will we'll go know go when the episode us. comes up. Huh? They're, the fans, you guys are just going to have to go with the flow with us. Yeah, We're, we're trying we're out figuring things. it out. We're trying out new things. Yep. Um, we're going to figure it out. Yep. So everyone, make sure to like and subscribe. Comment down below. What's your You've favorite? You've been waiting to do that. I've been you waiting. You said that way too much. Like, like and subscribe. Sophie is living her YouTuber dream right now. <laughs> I mean, like, the 10-year-old in me is like, oh, my God, like, I'm running a YouTube channel right now. <laughs> I bet um, you're just like, I wish this was a Minecraft YouTube channel. Then you would be golden. I almost started one of those, but we don't have to discover that. Um, for Sophia's, if if you made it to the end of the episode, I awesome. want you to comment down below. First of all, thank you for coming to the end of the episode with us. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, head over to the YouTube comment section. Comment, what do you think this guy's name should be? You see this little turtle? Oh. What should his name be? I already have I a name for him. I think should be Velociraptor. I already have a name for him. 
Um, actually named so by the season three Chloe. Um, but I want to know what you guys would name him. What's the point of naming him if you're already going to use Chloe's I... name? Well, what if they want to name my turtle? I want to name your turtle, but obviously you're not going to pick Velociraptor. You're going to pick Chloe's name. Well, I just want to see what they're going to say. I think you should pick Velociraptor because if you don't, you hate dinosaurs, which means you hate T-Rex. And I know you don't hate T-Rex, Sophia. I'm going to pickle. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. us. (laughs) Forever remember to keep your torch lit. Yeah! (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye.